March 26, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're uh, nearing the end of Perik Yod Aleph. It's at the paragraph that begins with Unedaber Ata Min Hakaas. Mesilat Yesharim has been recently walking us through the Midat HaNikiyut, the details, the Piratim of Midat HaNikiyut. It's that character trait of uh, cleansing oneself. And specifically, once uh, dealing with many of the prevalent pitfalls with regards to mitzvot ta'aseh, mitzvot lo ta'aseh, it's been addressing for us uh, many of the midot, the character traits that we fall prey to, uh, the obstacles in the way of uh, perfecting ourselves in the context, in the uh, world of each of those. So we just recently talked about about ga'ava, and uh, next, after pride, is a conversation about ka'as, anger, fury. There's first and foremost the type of personality, an individual who will get angered over any small issue. That means anything and everything which will go against resono, against their will, against the way that you or he or she uh, envision this as the way it should develop and could have and should have happened. Uh, they become filled with anger in such a circumstance. It's about them whom the Zohar and Gemara and Masech Shabbat and in a similar fashion, Harambam and Hilchot De'ot in a likewise a situation state, a person who gets angered to that extent, says Mesilat Yesharim, it's ki'ilu oved avodat elilim. It's as if they're uh, worshipping idols. It's as if they're oved avodat zara. Why avodat zara in the context of ka'as? Of course, ka'as has a way of uh, putting us on the path, potentially, of being out of control. But why the initial stages? Why is the anger, to a certain extent, envisioned like avodat zara? Suggestion of many goes uh, quite simply as follows. A person who believes that they could or should be angered by the situation is a person who believes that they were in full control of the situation. If you, to begin with, realize that you're not in full control of the situation, it's more difficult to become angered. I become angered because I assumed it would develop, it would happen the way I thought it should and could happen. The fact that it didn't angers me. If you realize there are other forces, there's another force with a capital F. Uh, in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in such a circumstance, so with such a perspective, it's much more difficult to become angered easily. As a result, the statement of the rabbis then is, Kol HaKo'es, a person who gets angered, as Mesilat Yesharim says, on Kol Davar Katan, on any of these situations where I thought it was going to happen like this, but it didn't, that to a large extent shows a certain chosir emunah, shows a certain lack of uh, trust, a certain uh, incapability on your behalf to accept vulnerability and to understand I'm not in control of everything. That's kilo oved avodah zarah, that's giving yourself the stature, so to speak, of Eloah, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and in turn, that's avodah zarah. Such a person becomes filled with anger, with fury, to the extent that their heart, their mind is no longer with them, and their etzah, their, their, their um, straight thought and capability of, of deriving understanding is nivara, is burnt, is, uh, is destroyed. Uh, again, you know, there's a certain negative midah, keneged midah over here. A person who believes 
that they should be in control become filled with anger and in turn they lose control even of themselves. Such a person could, if they had the capability, if they were given the tools to do so, could destroy an entire world. I mean, just uh, suffice with the description of the Hachamim in the Mishnah Masechet Sanhedrin that each person is to a large extent parallel to the entire world. And imagine a person who's angered to the extent that they take it out on another individual, they're effectively, uh, so to speak, being mahariv olam male, a person in full anger, a person overcome by fury, can destroy another person's life. In such a situation, the person's mind, straight thought, capability of uh, cognizing in an appropriate way is lost. They're uh, like wild beasts who are um, preying on others in the fields. It's uh, so to speak about them that the Pasuk in Yov describes a person who destroys their soul, a person whose mind with Apo, with their anger, is destroyed. Uh, should the world be lost because of them? A rhetorical question is they do have the capability. They will sometimes execute it. A person who's become angered to that extent in a destructive fashion. They can in turn fall prey to all sorts of sins if their anger brings them to that. They become, again, the irony of the situation where when a person feels out of control, they become filled with anger where they ultimately speaking lose more control and in turn uh, the uh, the sky is the limit with regards to the damage that can be caused. Viesh Ka'asan continues Mesilat Sharim and says, don't imagine that that's the only way and only level of anger. I mean, that's quite an anger that any small matter can bring them to that extent and they will, through that anger, potentially destroy the lives of others. There's a person who gets anger and who's distant from that reality. It's not, for that individual, for that person, it's not any small matter which comes their way, uh, which isn't to their will and isn't the way that they had hoped it would happen, uh, they become angered. No, that's that's the first level, that's not them. However, when it comes to their sensitivity, to their emotions, they can and will become angered to a large and high extent. It's such an individual about who the Hachamim and Masechet Avot describe that person as, well, they're kashelichos. They don't easily get angered, but once they're angered, in order to appease them, in order to make to, to have their anger subside, that's not simple for them. So again, it's it's not exactly the first case where they're easily angered. That would be noah lichos. Over here, it's kashe lichos. But when they do have that kaas, oh, it overwhelms them. And as a result, it's kashe lirasot. V'gam ki mitachat yado bizman About this individual as well, 
uh, there's real destruction, there's real travesty, which is in the way of their uh, doings as they get angered. And afterwards, to fix that which they've skewed, uh, to put together that which they've uh, destroyed, is not at all simple, if not impossible. So as Yeshari, you might be assuming those first two are out of reach with regards to your own life. That's not the type of person you are. You don't get angered easily. And even when you do get angry, uh, it's not something that gets stuck in your mind and your heart for a large uh, and a long extended period and uh, it overwhelms you. And there's something lower than that yet, says Mesilat Yisharim, which is also detrimental. Shelo yichos al nekala, about matters which are kal, low level, uh, low uh, stakes, they don't get angered. And even when they do become angered, and uh, when they do indeed get angered, it's a small, low-grade anger to the extent that it doesn't overwhelm them, doesn't change their mind and their ability to think straight. However, they do hold on to their anger. It's certainly not like the first two destructive ways of anger. But realize as well, this person, when they do get angered and they do are capable, they're not naki. This whole peric is about midat nikiyut. To be naki means you've cleansed yourself of the harms and the detriments of any of these realities. This person is not even a zahir. Uh, they're not even overcoming uh, this uh, this reality. Because while chaos does have a way of uh, affecting that individual, they are, as a result, considered chaos. There's even lower than that. And then who's that? It's a person for whom anger is difficult to come across. It's not simple for them to become uh, filled with fury. And if they were to become angry, they wouldn't be destructive at all. A very small and low and low stakes anger. And the last one, at the very least, when they do have anger, their anger is they hold on to that anger. Uh, this one, not at all. What is their zam, their anger of this lowest and as a result most, in this context, praiseworthy individual? It's a moment and nothing more. That's the Gemara Masechet Berachot and Davzain and Masechet Sanhedrin and Davkofhe, which describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu as such. Says Hakadosh Baruch Hu has kelzoem bechol yom. He has anger. Kama zamo rega kememre. It's exactly a split second, a moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's not more than a second or two. The Gemara in turn describes Bil'am's ability to tap into that moment of anger of Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the way he could affect change. Ultimately speaking, when he turns to uh, Balak and says to him, I wasn't able to. He says, my zom lo za'amel, and so forth. My kov lo kabo'el. He says, I wasn't able to because HaKadosh Baruch Hu suspended that anger during that time period. What does it mean for, to describe and to discuss the anger of God? I mean, after all, we're talking about something that is detrimental. We're talking about something which is an emotional expression. I believe Misilat Yesharim will touch on that in the ensuing lines. But at this point, yes, he's describing in this context this ka'as mu'at as, so to speak, like HaKadosh 
הקדוש ברוך הוא, דהיינו משעה שהכעס מתעורר בו בטבע, עד שגם תבונה תתעורר כנגדו. In such a circumstance for this individual, yes, they are human beings, they have anger which becomes inspired within them, but then immediately, within a second, within a moment, they overcome it. Again, it's the way the Gemara describes כביכול הקדוש ברוך הוא. והוא מה שאמרו ז"ל, it's this individual, he's קשה לכעוס, it's difficult to anger them, ונוח לרעשות, and easy for them to become appeased, to subside, to have the anger lost from them. הנה זה חלק טוב ודאי, כי טבע האדם מתעורר לכעס, ואם הוא מתגבר עליו, שאפילו בשעת הכעס עצמו לא יבער הרבה, ומתגבר עליו שאפילו אותו כעס הקל לא יעמוד בו זמן גדול אלא יעבור וילך ודאי שראוי לשבח הוא. Such an individual, he's a natural, normal human being. As a result, his teva is that anger will become a part of him. If he's in turn able to overcome it immediately, uh, that individual is praiseworthy. The fact that it doesn't take a hold of him, it certainly isn't destructive in its nature as a result. That's the individual we refer to with a certain reverence, and we say about them, they're kashelichos, they're noach lerasot. And the Gemara in Masechet Ta'anit describes how tamidei hachamim and daftalit, if you see them with ritha, if you see them with anger, it's not they, so to speak, who have that anger, it's rather the oraita, it's the Torah which is angering them. And the way I understand that, the way I was taught to understand that is that the Gemara is describing how for people who live with ideals, it's sometimes difficult to live in the real world. I live with ideals. I want the world to operate in an ideal fashion. That can't be something which as a result of their being in this world takes them from this world, that they have to live on their own island. That would be destructive. That would be something that doesn't help them. If you do alternatively see within an individual who lives with a perspective of the ideal, who lives with a passion for a highest level living, there can't, by, by definition, there will be moments in their life where there will be rita, where there will be some anger. The question is how they deal with it, how they are able to express it. Uh, again, because the anger then is their, realiza- their realization that the ideal is not matching the real. Uh, that's a matter which is out of their hand. It's an emotional response to it, not per se because of their own, uh, their own feelings, not because they imagine themselves as being in control of it, but that dissonance, that contrast between what is and what should be, uh, that's what births forth within them that anger. And so such an individual, as long as they're able to overcome it, as long as that, that moment of ritad de oraita, we'll refer to it as the Gemara does, that's, that's a natural expression of someone who's, who's actually great in that context. It might be something along those lines that the Gemara is touching on with, with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is Ve'amru Zal, and, and the Chachamim Masechet Cholina Doresh this Pasuk in Iyov, Tole Eretz Al Belima Al Mishibolem Piv Bish'at Meriva, a person who curbs their mouth, who closes their mouth during the time of dispute and quarrel and anger, they, about them, it said, it's tole it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu dangles the world, the world is hanging for them. Their nature, and again, the way I'm suggesting it is through idealism, has been inspired to anger. But he, being a gibor ha is in turn able to curb their mouth. Omnam, however, 
setting beyond this. And this Mesilat Yesharim does from time to time. He describes, so to speak, where you and I can and will get if we work really hard. But then he sets an ideal, an ideal which seems to be beyond our grasp. And I, I think that's what he's doing here in this next paragraph as well, where he describes Hillel. is not, as I understand it, he just described almost an ideal, almost uh, the ideal in the real world as this past one. It's uh, the Regat, the Mishnah Navot, and so forth. Now, as I say, but there's an ideal which is unattainable. You're not really going to grasp this. You're not really going to, but it's a goal. It's something that you and I can look at and say, um, that's the marvel about that individual. Who's that? That's about Hillel Hazakin. The Gemara first in Masechet Shabbat describes how Hillel Hazakin was an anvetanan. He was a person who was filled with humility. And then in describing how that anava would uh, play out, the Gemara describes uh, a funny story, which is somewhat well known. He wouldn't, on any matter, get angry. He wouldn't be makpid. He didn't have a, uh, a self-vision with regards to any issue which came his way. He didn't have the initial innate uh, way of getting angered and he has to overcome it. Such an individual is fully naki. Uh, to have that as an ideal that we can have to assume that we'll get there, not so simple. What's the Gemara Masechet Shabbat referring to? The Gemara has this story within which Hillel HaZakin, there are two people challenging one another and uh, they have 400 I forgot the currency. What was it? Zuzim, was it? They have 400 Zuzim on the line with regards to who's going to be able to provoke the anger of Hillel. It was an Eid of Shabbat. Hillel was busy readying himself for Shabbat. And one of these individuals comes and starts asking silly questions to Hillel, referring to him just as Hillel. Uh, it says, it's Hillel here. And then asking him, why do some people have round faces? Why do some people have flat feet? And why do people have eyes which are slanted? And so forth. All silly questions. Hillel takes them all seriously. And ultimately, speaking, the person is angered because they lost the money because they couldn't get him angry. That's Hillel Hazakim. To the extent that the Gemara Eruvin and Dafyot Gimala Mudbet describes why we're Posek Kalacha like Bet Hillel over Bet Shammai. Whereas the Batkol, that heavenly voice which emanated from above, said that Eluva Elu Divre Elohim Hayim, the words of God and truth are to be found both in Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Nonetheless, Halakha ke Beit Hillel. Why is Halakha ke Beit Hillel? Because they're aluvim, because they have a certain anava, because they're able to state the words of the other before them, a certain base level with regards to their personality, their character trait, where they don't see themselves as the center, where they're able to put the other in front of them. That's an individual with whom, within whom you're going to see governance in terms of guidance, in terms of leadership. Uh, that's an individual whom... Uh, is above and beyond a normal uh, way of life. That's a person who can and will affect others in a very real and significant way. The Gemara and Masechet Sukkah and Kafchet, which I love to quote, has uh, the many students of Hillel Hazakin. And the Gemara says that his greatest student was Yonatan ben Uziel, and his lowest student was Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. And when I says about Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai, what was it that he knew? Well, just about everything, beyond anything that we can even describe. He knew the conversations of foxes, he, or, or the Meshalim of foxes, he knew the conversations of 
of animals. He knew the uh, songs of the Malachi Hasharet and so forth. Of course, Torah, Nevi'im, Ketubim, everything. That's Rabban Yohanan ben Zakai. That's the lowest of the students. What was the greatest of the students? Yonatan ben Uziel. Yonatan ben Uziel, when he would study Torah, says the Gemara, Kol of Poreh Me'alav, any bird which would fly above him was Miyad Nisrefet. It would immediately be burnt. Now that's the statement in the Gemara. Why would it be burnt? Tosafot says because the Devarim were simichim kenitinatam misinai. The same way the Torah was given with fire, described in Parashah Mishpatim, in Yitro, in Bayit Hanan. Other places, the Torah describes the Ma'amad Harsinai as being filled with ish. Utvarav shama'ata mitocha ish. So too, every time he would study Torah, there'd be fire emanating from him. And many of the Mefarshim, especially in the Hasidic world, ask the basic question, if that's the greatest of the students of Hillel, so what about Hillel himself? The Gemara never tells us that Hillel himself brought forth fire. So his greatest of students was able to bring forth fire. Was his greatest of students greater than him? Was Yonatan ben Uziel, did he supersede his rabbi Hillel? I mean, you could suggest yes, but the assumption is no. The assumption is the rabbi was greater in some respect. He's the keli which was able to be merik to the Talmud to the next one, uh, the suggestion that they say in the name of the Rebbe of Kotsk is that the greatness of Hillel was that Hillel was not only able to bring forth that fire like his student, Yonatan ben Uziel, he was able to hold it inside as well. So the greatness of Hillel was that ability to be mitzamtzemet koho, the ability to not even exert, so to speak, in our context, that anger, that rage. Uh, keep in mind, fire is to a certain extent that emotional outpouring uh, to be great is to be able to, uh, to to even hold that inside. You've come to that point. You see a certain dissonance. The world doesn't appear as it should. I'm so excited about this, but how do I hold this within myself? That's the Hillel we're reading about. That's the Hillel who Ka'as couldn't even take hold of him for a rega. That's the Hillel who Halakha kamotam bechom makom because they wouldn't say the Halakha of their own before that of their others. That's the Hillel who was able to hold the fire internally. That's the ideal we look at with regards to this world and, and, and description of, of chaos. It's not per se uh, who we will be, but it's who we set our eyes upon. Yes, Ron? The imagery in Halamid Kayim El seems like the world is not created except for a Sadiq. And here it's like, oh, the world's not created except for someone who's quiet. How is that connected to me both in terms of how you view a person? Well, I think the quietness, at least the way Mesilad Yesharim is describing is quietness Bisha'at Meriva. That's Belim Piv Bisha'at Meriva. It's during the time of a fight. It means it's a person who's perfected their, their character traits. You want me to take it a step further, make it a little Maimonidean for you? Harambam describes, based on the Gemara and Masechet Nedarim, that a person who's going to achieve Nebuah, among other things, needs to be a Gibor. A Gibor is Ezul Gibor HaKoveshet Yisrot. a person who's perfected, or come to a close level, perfecting their character traits. Mind and connectedness through intellect will only come once I've overcome emotional instincts. So description in turn, the Olam being Mitkayim, you're right, it might be a preliminary stage. You've perfected your character traits. What's the next stage? But that's, that's certainly a a significant stage, a person who's who's come to the point where in the context of, of fights, in the context of where they should be, so to speak, angered, they're not. I mean, so I expect that from Harambam, but for Mr. Well, he doesn't give you the next stage. Here. Yeah, yeah, so you're saying that even perfection of character is a big part of Torah, even... Yes. Yeah, I mean, which which I, I think is very instinctive. As I think Harambam would you know, listen. Harambam quotes the Gemara and Sota, the Midrash, 
that in Matat Yodei, that V'halachta Bidrachav, to be like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, not to know all, to be like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, Mahu Rahum Afataye Rahum, Mahu Hanun Afataye Hanun. There is something to be said with regards to our um, achievement in this world with regards to character traits. We envision God as being self-sufficient. Haramba makes this point in the More as well. So, so too, we should be self-sufficient. So I think there's a lot to be said with regards to that. So to say it differently than I did initially to your question, say it differently. I think that Mesilat Yesharim, much as Harambam on this point would say, our job to a certain extent in our lives is to come as close as we can to a godly state of being. To be there means to overcome the human innate natural tendencies and, and, and in turn become a person who's, who's imbued with the positive traits. Vihine continues Mesilat Yesharim, Mitzvah, even for matters of, of merit, mitzvot, his hirunu zal the hachamim warned us shelolichos vafilo haravim talmidon vhaavim beno velo sheloyi yaserem ale yaserem yaserem ach mi beli kaas ki im lahadrichoto bederech yeshara vhakaas shiyare lahem yehye kaas apanim velo kaas alev. Says Mesilat Yisharim says, listen. Even in the context of, uh, of proper activity, so to speak, even the rabbi with his students, the father with his son, uh, certainly there's a, there's a necessity of having a certain yisurin. What's yisurin? It means to put them in their place. It means to uh, tell them that they need to do better. It says, but that should be uh, uh, artificial. That should be topical, an external anger, not something that's felt internally. Uh, says, there is an obligation for a parent, for a teacher, to take out in a certain effective way a, upon the student, upon the child, some sort of external anger, but it must be external. And the Gemara Masechet Makot and Davzayin describes as a mitzvah of the Rav Harodeh Betalmido and the Av Bibino. There needs to be, and the Gemara is talking, okay, the Poskim talk about its applicability today, but uh, there has to be a physical uh, attempt to set them in their place. Uh, as the Pasuk the Gemara quotes from Sefer Mishle. Oh, this is a vision. So it's, it's a mitzvah. The Gemara is envisioning as a mitzvah. You don't get galut if you did in such a circumstance. And also what, what the Gemara, I think it's on Dafhet, is describing is there isn't a, a responsibility with regards to, again, everything within its right place and right time and so forth. But says Mesilat Yishayim, but don't confuse that. Don't imagine that there's anything genuine over there. That needs to be artificial. That needs to be a fake. That needs to be something with the mindset of I'm helping the individual. It's really not affecting me at all. Not too simple in any respect. I do remember, you see, Harambam has these interesting words in his Hilchot uh, It's a well-known contradiction without really addressing it fully. On the one hand, Harambam has a description about how this doctrine of the mean, this Derech uh, this middle path, needs to be for all the character traits except for anger and except for Kina'a, uh, right? That's Harambam's description. Uh, but uh, then he has, later on, he has a line in there. I remember one of my rabbis, Rabbi Torsky, pointing this out to me. So there's, a, there's a statement later on, or, or maybe even in that context, even for a matter which it's appropriate to get angry for. Oh, what are you talking about? It's not appropriate to be angry for anything. Oh, is he just, I mean, you could say, it means that people think it's Instead, what I remember Rabbi Torsky suggesting at one point, he said, 
um, that ra'uy lichos alav means if it's a kaas which is min hapanim velahutz. It's not something which is internalized. In other words, he's he's not negating the reality that there are matters which are appropriate for anger. However, I remember he importantly added. He said, I remember him telling us oh, this was before I gave the first class I ever gave to lay people. I was still in yeshiva and I was going to teach a class on Hilchot Alt of Harambam in downtown Manhattan. And so I went to tell him the shiur before I went. And so I remember him telling me, he said, thought, thought this could be a nice point to add. He said, speak to people. He says, everyone understands the, the effect of anger. He says, but say to them, you see, there is davar harawili chotzalav. And you could have external anger without internal anger. But then look them in the eye and say to them, how many of you have actually gotten to that point? How many of you could really bring yourself to, I'm just being angry to help the other without it affecting you? I mean, it's for that reason he suggested that Haram Bam says you have to be an extremist on this sort of matter. So Mesila Yisharim is teasing this out. He is describing there are matters of uh, external anger. Uh, Harambam, in contrast, uh, says to us, but really? Uh, are you really going to be... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not denying the ideal. I'm not denying that sometimes to put the person in their place, person you care about and you want to help, uh, you're going to have to have that external anger. Is it really not going to affect you? And the fact that it is might mean then that it's usually not appropriate to endeavor along that path. That's the suggestion with regards to Harambam. But over here, Mr. Sharim again addresses these. It says, the kas, the kas sheyar elayim, the kas, the anger which is showed, ye kas apanim. It's kas which is shown that anger on your face. But look, kas alev. It's not emotional. It's not intellectual. The end of the pasuk is probably the most important pasuk part. Ki kas behek. Kisilim Yanuah, because anger is in the uh, is held by kisilim um, by foolish people. And to silly people, anger will ultimately speak and kill. The rabbis famously say there are three ways of discerning the true nature of a person. How do you drink in context of ta'ava, in context of being lured by good feeling, by the passion of becoming intoxicated, by the, uh, the, the thoughts of uh, making yourself feel a physical high. That's one way. Kiso means what's your ta'ava, what's your kina of others, your ability to look away from the pockets of others and focus instead just on yourself and lastly bekaaso that's the uh, that's that's the issue we've been addressing until now how anav are you uh, are you uh, a person who's able to look at themselves instead of again as the other two described as well looking at others or looking at uh, where you'd like to be in some sort of unrealistic way uh, continues misilai shanim so that was kaas but let's uh, deal with a yet another character trait which is detrimental which each of us can understand and realize can and will and does uh, bring down individuals in their in their lives hakina that's envy. You should know kina as well has no wisdom to it. Just as kas has a way of removing wisdom and straight thought from a person, kina as well at its core is a matter which is hisaron It has a lack of knowledge and intellect. And it's sikhlut, it's foolishness. What do you affect? I mean, I know kinat sofrim I'm aware that if you're envying another's knowledge, that can bring you something positive. But you're envying in general, anything or everything another person, another situation has, what are you bringing? You're not taking away from the person you're envying, nor are you gaining on your own. 
you're only making yourself lose. Again, will build for us different levels with regards to this detrimental character trait. It says sometimes the sikhlut rabba kolkach ad It's a person who internally rots when they see something positive that their friend or another has. To the extent that even your positive quality traits and possessions uh, will be lost and won't uh, won't give you any pleasure and benefit because you look at the other. Vehu, not so to speak, the Haman situation. Any time that I see Mordechai, I can't, I can't get over even what I do have. A way of destroying and deteriorating your your bones is kina, is envy. There are people who, to that extent, aren't ruined through envy. They still do have a certain pain. They do have a certain sorrow and... Uh, and, and it bothers them when they see something. At the very least, they'll uh, have a cold, uh, a cold mindset. They'll, uh, they'll become a little bit depressed if it's someone whom they don't love, whom they're not close with. They see them rising in some respect. And certainly from those who there's a certain uh, lack of, uh, of, of relationship they don't like who are rising. And certainly if it's a stranger from a distant land, how come he gets that? And it didn't come to me first and primarily. You'll find that such individuals, they can speak uh, ironically over here negatively, whereas Ka'as sometimes externally is positive. Over here you'll see Kina, which is couched in Anava, Kina, which is couched in Simha and happiness for the other. They'll speak that way, but their internal feelings is, uh, is ruined. Their internal feelings is, is, is light and it's not strong in terms of their uh, true feelings with regards to this is something that the majority of people fall prey to. Even if they're not really what we would describe as uh, uh, bearers of envy, they haven't cleansed themselves nonetheless entirely. Certainly if it's in your profession, you're in whatever business and someone else is doing better than you. The Midrash says, Every uh, craftsman, every person who has a profession hates the other one. And certainly if the other is more successful than them. Okay, maybe we'll pause over here and pick up with regards to uh, Kina'a and then finishing the Pedic next time. Amen, amen.